Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. It was so interesting as we concluded Hebrews last week, Hebrews 13 chapters, several months of going through Hebrews and hearing what God was saying to us, had for us through that scripture, through that book that the author was unknown. And as we went through, I was just reminded of a familiar scripture that I keep repeating over and over, Colossians 3, 3. You are hidden with Christ in God as believers. We don't just believe in God, but we follow his teaching. We follow his way that we help others, uh, Colossians 3, 3. And so as I prayed and wondered and prayed and thought and thought and prayed and thought, I was like, well, Colossians, maybe we should go through Colossians. And so let's look at Colossians 1, 1. We find these words in Colossians 1, 1, if it will come up. Yes, Colossians 1, 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. He knew who he was. He knew what conversion had done to him and for him. He knew what he was supposed to do. Paul was an apostle. It was interesting for me, I guess, and maybe for you, that I always thought the 12 disciples, the 12 disciples. But as I went to Bible college and learned, they're actually the 12 apostles. And when Judas uh, took his own life after betraying Jesus, there was to be another apostle, and they did not choose Paul, who would have been the most appropriate. But Paul, an apostle, he knew whether men chose him or not, who he was. He knew by the conversion, the faithfulness, the forgiveness of sins, who he was. And so he followed Jesus and he writes, he addresses this letter, not like we do. We don't end, or we end letters with who's writing it. He begins with saying, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, I'm writing to you. And this is Paul writing. He had great identity. What if we had our identity knowing that we are of Christ Jesus by the will of God. We are chosen by Jesus, by the will of God. And because we are chosen, we have chosen. Because we are chosen, you can choose. Because you are chosen, please make that choice to identify as God's, as his. He writes with Timothy. Paul at this time was in prison. And so he had Timothy that wrote uh, to them and uh Timothy, our brother. Timothy, our brother. Well, Timothy, he wrote uh, two books, two letters of his own, and uh, we find these words in 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers. Set an example for the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity. In other translations, instead of conduct, it says life. In speech, life, love, faith, and purity. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in your speech, your life, your conduct, your love, your faith, and in your parity. And students, as you head back to school, we pray that you would set the example for the believers, and not only the believers, but for the believers first, and that we would be compelled to follow your behavior, compelled to follow your example that others would know the love and truth of Jesus. And so at this time, we're just going to pray for the students returning for another school year, whether college, whether uh, graduate school, whether 
uh, high school, middle school, primary school, kindergarten, preschool, we pray for our students that they would set an example, that they would follow Jesus and we would do the same. So Jesus, we lift up all of the students heading back to school. We pray for safety. We pray for wisdom. We pray for peace. We pray, God, for a mind that learns, but a heart that cares, that you would unite our students with others, that they would be uplifted and overjoyed and confident because they are encouraged by other Christians, but also that they would know their identity as yours. They would know that you have called them, that you have hidden them, that you are protecting them, and that they would know above all else that you are their savior. So, Father, let us pray and intercede on their behalf, but let us also learn from their example, their faith, that we would be more like you because they believe in you and choose to follow you. So, Father, we thank you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. We move on, Colossians 1-2. We find these words in Colossians 1-2, to God's holy people in Colossae. This was written by Paul in prison to the church in Colossae, a church that Paul had not been to. He had simply heard about them. He writes, to the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. In the Greek word, the Adelphio, I probably mispronounced that, but that's brothers and sisters return, refers to believers, both men and women, as part as God's family also found in Colossians 4.15. It also says at the end of that verse, some manuscripts, it says, Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is this important? Well, sometimes we just read, but we read to finish. We don't read to understand or read to be changed. And just in the Version Bible app, it gives these simple helps, and I think that would help you as well. This is grace. We are uh, God's holy people. We are. Uh, it was written to the faithful. It was grace and peace to you. It was not follow the law, but follow the grace that God has. What if we encountered, we began conversations with grace on our lips instead of a defining aspect that we want to change somebody? What if we just approach people with grace saying, because of God's grace for me, I enter this conversation humbly, listening to find out where you are so God's Spirit can lead you and take you and help you and heal you because it's only His grace. It's the grace that is greater than law, and that's what we pray for. In Romans twelve eighteen, it says, It is impossible as far as it depends on you to live at peace with everyone. It's impossible for you to do it. But because of Jesus, we can live that way. Because of God, we can do these things. We always thank God, the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. We thank God when we pray for you. We thank God when we pray for you. And over this last 18 months, it seems as though we pray for people a lot more than we pray with people. But we can thank God because we've heard of your good reputation I don't want to get ahead of myself, but just as we pray for you last week, uh, this past series, we talked about how we need your prayer. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. We desire to live honorably in every way. So pray for us as we pray for you that that might be accomplished, that might be done. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. This is your reputation. We have heard of your faith and the love that you have. We are so encouraged by that. In First uh, Timothy 3, 7, remember Timothy delivered this letter that Paul wrote to 
the church he had never visited. But Paul wrote, he must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he would not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Have a good reputation with outsiders. This is what we are being challenged by as Christians, as believers, as Republicans, as liberals, as Democrats, as conservatives. This is what we are being challenged by, that our identity as his, as forgiven, redeemed people, as servants of God, as co-heirs with Jesus, that we have a good reputation with those that disagree with us because God, his identity in us is much greater than how we vote on a ballot or what concerns we have about certain things that trump, that precedes, that uh, is much greater is our identity with Jesus. Do we have a good reputation with outsiders? We move on, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. <clears throat> Excuse me, this is Paul writing and saying that the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you, there's a great hope for you, there's a great reward for you, there's a great inheritance for us as believers, that that forgiveness of sins it is now used for us that we can help one another. As you look at why Paul wrote this book, well, there was a fusion of different thoughts. There was this thought of, well, you take a little bit of Jesus, but then you take a little bit of the religion that we grew up with, and you kind of mix it with this other religion, and then you can live. And it was confusing, but it wasn't confusing because it was difficult. It was confusing because it was so easy. Take the best parts of what you like and then just enjoy those things. That is what Paul is writing now, that the danger of that is that you can't just take what you like and live by it. You have to take the entire Bible, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and understand that Paul wrote from encountering Jesus. Yes, he knew the Old Testament. He knew the law, but he experienced the truth, the forgiveness of sins, the faithful Jesus, God, the Father. He experienced those things. So he said that he has heard of the faith and love that spring up from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard the true message of the gospel. You've heard the true message of the gospel. We heard in Hebrews, move on from the elementary teachings. Verse six, it says, that has come to you in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard him and truly understood God's grace. When you understand that you are forgiven, when you find out that God has a plan for you, we continue in that bearing fruit and growing throughout, bearing fruit and growing throughout. This is in John 15, 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from you, you uh, me, you can do nothing. And once more, we find move on from the elementary teachings of the gospel. I got ahead of myself right there. Move on from the elementary teachings of the gospel. There's this thought of once we get Jesus and what we're once we're forgiven, then Jesus needs more and he needs our lives, but we only need Jesus. You don't need to have Jesus in a plus one, as I've shared multiple times. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is our faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the spirit. This is why people share that testimony. They share their reputation. They share what's taking place in your life. In uh, Hebrews 13, 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you 
as those who must give account, leaders give account for uh, what we share, the responsibility that we have to take care of your soul and to help you grow and mature in who Jesus is because of his grace, not because of following the rules and being destined to, to follow the law. We follow Jesus. Do this so that your their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be a benefit to no one. We have confidence in our leaders as Paul is reminding them here to do so. We move on for this reason, since the day we heard about you, this is verse nine of Colossians, Paul in prison, giving this letter to Timothy or Timothy's readiness, giving this to a co-laborer, a leader that takes it to the church that Paul has never personally been at, is writing this to them. <clears throat> we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with a knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives what the Spirit gives. We have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom. We This knowledge that is fulfilled through the wisdom and understanding that only the Spirit gives. This is gnosko. This is knowing. Knowledge plus application or the right experience equals wisdom. This is what God is wanting for us. This is what Paul is writing to them. That it's not just knowledge, but it's the right application of who Jesus is, and you get to experience his goodness, Gnosko, Gnosko, for this reason. The day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you continually. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, growing in the knowledge of God, let us live a life worthy of the calling, a life that says we are dependent on Jesus. We're surrendered to who he is. It's not our experience or what we want or what we think is right, or we take a little bit of what somebody said and mix it with the truth of the gospel. But we say, what does the gospel say and how does it apply to life? How can we live Jesus? So we are worthy of the calling of God. We're worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us that we might have eternal life. We are worthy of that. Being strengthened, and verse 11 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. Great endurance and patience. This is what God is asking of us, that we would face and bear and take on and find confidence in the many trials that happen, because God is doing something in us. It is not something we look for. It's not something we automatically embrace. It's not something that we long for, that someone that would get cancer or someone would die or someone would go through a devastating loss or chaos. We look at uh, Afghanistan. We think about those in Israel. We look at the tragedy in Haiti. We pray for this uh, possible uh, storm that's going to hit the Northeast. We pray that God would rescue and save and be merciful. But we do know in all things that he is asking that we be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. That we are strengthened by his glorious might. Not on man-made or thought-out things or applications, but only on him. That you might have great endurance and patience. Great endurance and patience. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light, the holy people in the kingdom of light. 
there's this uh, this art called Kintsugi. Kintsugi. The T might be silent, so maybe it's Kintsugi. But it talks about broken pottery. It's actually Japanese, broken pottery and uh, pieces. And you would think, well, throw that out or it's not worth much. Um, I remember we had a Nerf basketball hoop in our living room. <coughs> and when we were younger, when we were in high school, we would play all the time. And my shot, while it's not great, my brother is taller. And while my shot's not great, but I'd shoot and he would block my shot. And one time he blocked it into my mom's teacups. Now, these teacups were just decorative. They, I don't know if they're uh, heirlooms, but they're decorative. And he blocked my shot and it hit a teacup and the teacup crashed and landed on the floor and it shattered. And my dad, this is the only time that I can think of, at least right now, that my dad covered for us. I didn't tell my mom immediately what took place and he probably told her after. But the teacup crashed and my dad helped us glue it and put it back up. My dad probably was worried about what my mom would say too for letting us do such a thing. But my dad helped us glue it and get it back together. And it was nice, but there were still some pieces missing. But Kintsugi is when you take broken pieces and they use gold to fill in the cracks. They use gold to make new. They use gold to put it back together. So though it's still cracked, it's obvious that it's been broken. It's relevant to the fact that, well, it's still broken. It still went through a past. It still has a story. It's still true, even more so that with the gold, it's even more valuable than it was before. Kintsugi. And Jesus, you could take it to an extreme and say his death on the cross, how we celebrate communion with his blood is that gold. But Jesus repairs us. He shines through the brokenness, the cracks of our lives. He shines and he reveals his beauty, making us more precious, more valuable than what we were before. Kintsugi, this is God saying that he's giving us that strength that through chemotherapy, through death and loss and sorrow and mourning and trial, he's filling in those cracks with himself, pure gold. He's filling us with who he is, that we are hidden with Christ in God and we have more value than being on our own whole. It is better to be broken and filled with Jesus, broken and filled with Jesus. For he rescued us from the dominion and darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. He rescued us. He rescued you. He wants to rescue you. His, his self himself is available to you. He's available to bring salvation and hope and healing and to break addictions and to break the, the proclivities that you've given into those temptations that will come. He's given us victory and power that we don't have to give in to those, that that doesn't define us, that those cracks do not remind everyone of where we're broken, that what we're addicted to, of our past failure, of the lowest common denominator, of what cancel culture would like to cancel or what we would like to cancel about our past. But that past, those cracks, that brokenness, it reveals where if we allow God to come in, he makes us new. We are rescued from the dominion of darkness and he brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. He rescued us. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In him we have 
redemption. So think about Kintsugi. Look it up. Look it up. Maybe you want to share that instead of sharing this uh, sermon from YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan. Maybe you want to look up Kintsugi and find the video that talks about what the potter does with the broken pieces, how he makes them more valuable and how God makes us more valuable when we understand our identity is his. In him, we are hidden with Christ in God. We have been redeemed. Our sins are forgiven. We have victory, so we no longer have to go down that road. We pursue him. We are strengthened for he has rescued us. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that we can come to you, that we can bear our soul and our brokenness and you fill us, you complete us. And as we're hidden in you, we are restored, we are rescued. And God, for anyone today that's watching or listening, that we are praying for and that you would like us to pray with, may, I, may we be courageous and obedient to reach out and to get together and to share your hope that you are about grace, not the law. So we may we share your grace and love and live in peace with everyone so that they would know your salvation. So Jesus, thank you that you forgive us of our sins. We need you. You are the only one that can do that. And on our own, we are lost. We are addicted. We are being strangled by Satan. So Jesus, we choose you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you've chosen to say that prayer or enter God's forgiveness, we say welcome. And you are still wondering how to do that. Just say, Jesus, I need you. You know, and I know that I am sinful, and on my best days, I cannot measure up. I am lost. I am without hope. So, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Thank you that you love me enough, that you have a plan for my life, and I choose not just to believe, but to follow you. And if you pray that, heaven is rejoicing, as are we as well. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.